The Twelve Traditions by Acacia. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal progress from the greatest number depends upon unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the relatives of alcoholics, when gathered together for mutual aid, may call themselves an Al-Anon family group, provided that, as a group, they have no other affiliation the only requirement for membership is that there be a problem of alcoholism in a relative or friend. Four, each group should be autonomous, except in matters affecting the group of, or Al-Anon or AA as a whole. Five, each Al-Anon family group has but one purpose, to help families of alcoholics. We do this by practicing the 12 steps of AA ourselves, by encouraging and understanding our alcoholic relatives and by welcoming, giving, and, by welcoming and giving comfort to families of alcoholics. Six, our family group ought never to endorse finance or lend our name to any outside enterprise. Less problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary spiritual aim. Although a separate entity, we should always cooperate with Alcoholics Anonymous. Seven, every group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Al-Anon 12 Steps should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, our groups as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible for those who serve. Ten, the Al-Anon family groups have no opinion on outside issue. Hence, our names ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need out, we, we need always maintain personal anonymity at the level, the level of press, radio, films, and TV. We need guard and special care the anonymity of all, mem- all AA members. Twelve, anonymity is a spiritual foundation of all our traditions, ever reminding us to place principles of a personality. Okay, I'm back. Um, so I, I'm just going to start off. Um, thank you for saying the traditions and the steps. Um, so I'm just going to start off by um, how Alatina's helped me. So it all started off how um i was i was a child of course i was i'm i still a child um so we uh we all start off when you're a baby but then everybody splits up in their own different ways so um my dad's my dad split against my mom against what my 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 dad got a divorce with my mom and it all started through then and um so he would ignore me. I got onto a cruise one time, and he would ignore me. He wouldn't say anything to me. Um, so my mom then found her first love, I guess. I guess you could say that. And <laughs> quit looking at me like that. Um, so so um, this was, became my alcoholic in my life. Um, this was my stepdad, um, my ex-stepdad, stepdad. Um, so he was very abusive when he was in, when when he would drink alcohol, and um, he would 
I physically, sexually, emotionally abuse all of us in the house. Um, it was kind of sad, and he would, like, um, hide the alcohol, alcoholic beverages. And it would be in obvious places, like in the microwave. Like, who wants to hide an alcoholic beverage in the microwave? Um, so then um, I finally start going to Alateen. I was sitting in the back of a room in um, Al-Anon. And um, my mom was like, I'm going to this meeting. It's called Al-Anon. I don't think you're going to like it. Look where I'm at right now. Um, so she was like, I don't think you're going to like it. So I sat in the back of the room um, for an hour. And half of the way um, through the hour, I was listening to my music. And I turned my music off because I heard something about alcohol. So I was like, hmm, this is something that I could relate to. So... Um, so I took off my earbuds and I start listening and they're talking about alcoholism and I'm I'm confused because um she said I wouldn't like it. But at the end, um a person came up to me, a wonderful person, and she gave me the phone list and she said that there's Alatine every Thursdays. And um so I started going to Alatine. My mom well, a lot of Alatines nowadays like come in by force. Um but <laughs> But um, I didn't actually. I came in and I sat down and there was two people. And we had no idea what to do. And um, it was just me and this little boy, confused as ever. And all we would do is hey, say how our day was. And then we would watch the regular show. So oh, that's all we would do for like a year. A year straight is that all we did. And then... Um, and then people start coming, and I'm like, where are all these people coming from? And um, so I start to outgo. I start to, like, put myself out there a lot more. And um, I start to listen more. And there's more pro- like there's a lot of problems that can relate to me. <laughs> um, so that's how Alateen started for me. So I've been there for five years now, almost six years and I'm group representative um, for the friendship group in Bowling Green, Kentucky. And I also last year was state representative. Last year? Yeah. Um, so I think Alateen has really put an impact on my life. And that it, Alateen literally means the world to me. Every Thursday I'm like, yes, it's Alateen. It's like I can get all, all my relief out on, on everybody that I love. And that sounds awful, doesn't it? But... Um, so it's just because they understand, and um, a lot of people don't understand. Um, and plus, I can't talk to a lot of people at school because they'll like make fun of me or something. So I don't, I don't have a lot of people except for just my Alateeners. So I talk to them a lot, Alateeners. Um, and of course, I gotta thank all my Alanon people because they always help me too. So yeah, I'm done. nervous by the way okay so I have my alcoholic is my mom and I grew up and my life was very hectic I feel like like I was always one place and then another place and like my mom wasn't she was but she wasn't really in my life the years that I can like remember like I really 
feel like I only really remember the bad stuff. And I used to feel like I was the only one who was going through this stuff because I feel like I have two little sisters and I feel like they were little and I feel like it didn't like, I don't want to say affect them the same way, but they didn't understand it as much as I did. And that made me feel so alone. And like, I don't know, it just felt really bad. And then a couple of years later, my mom came, she came to live down here and she was going to a recovery home and she got clean and I got to move back with her. And I wasn't really sure if this was gonna work. I thought y'all were like a cult or something. <laughs> and I think it's working for the most part. She's been clean and sober for four years. And my very first sponsorship rally, there is an Alateen panel just like this. And I came and I sat in the very, very back by myself. And I wasn't really paying attention. And then this girl got up here and she started speaking about stuff that like I understood. And I thought nobody else understood me. And it was stuff that I've been through. And then all these other people came up here and spoke about stuff that I've experienced. And that made me feel like I wasn't alone. And then I found out we have these meetings every Thursday. And so I went to one and I wasn't really sure how I felt about it. I liked it, but I didn't know if this was gonna work or anything. I've been going to Alateen for three years. It's like my whole week will be bad and I'll just go there and like I'm instantly happy and they're like the only people like, I feel like the only people that like really get me and I can talk to about stuff that they've been through and they can like understand where I'm coming from on situations. And yeah, I really like it. And we do we do the steps and traditions and we talk about how our week's been good, how our week's been bad. And every summer we have this big com conference and it's just really fun and it's helped me so much. I feel like I've grown and I've came to understand the disease of alcoholism more than I ever thought I would. I just thought that y'all were crazy people. <laughs> but then I was taught that it was the sickness and I didn't cause it and I can't control it. And that made me feel so much better. And yeah, I think I'm done. Okay, so I didn't say my name when I read the tradition, so hi, my name is Acacia. Hi, Acacia. We love you, Acacia. Lots and lots and lots and whole bunches. Um, and stuff, you know? Arg. Okay, so, um, my people are my mom and my dad. Um, I... I was born in Colorado, and I mean, I was little. I thought I had the best life. And then me and my mom, my mom and my dad split up when I was like, I don't even know how old I was. But they split up, and I moved to Portland, and she um, got a new boyfriend, and I was so happy. And I mean, I thought everything was going to be perfect. I thought I had a new dad and like all that. And then... They broke up, but she told me that if I ever see him to call the cops, and it was just like a big thing. Well, to me it was. It was a 
big thing to me. <laughs> and then we moved to Florida, and then my dad started visiting, or he visited, and then we moved back to Colorado with him. And, like, right when we moved to Colorado, it was like you could just, like, all see it, like, fall apart. And um I remember I would be home, like... Like, I would be asleep. Like, I would fall asleep without my mom being there or without my dad being there. I mean, one of them were always there, but, like, one of them wasn't there. And then I would wake up in the middle of the night with them screaming and, like, arguing. And I would have to get my sisters. And I would just have to go in my room and just, like, comfort them. And it was, like... And then, and then CBS started getting involved and everything, and we've lived, we found, my mom found an apartment, it was like a safe apartment, you had to like have like a car, a car to get in, and like it was so annoying and um I hated my mom and cause my dad I mean when I was living with my dad he would always tell me all these things about my mom about my mom and about how she was such a terrible person and like just like how I should hate her and so when I moved with her I would like I would never be nice to her like I, would, I made her life miserable But then we moved here, and she started going to to meetings, and she started, like, getting better. And then she told me that I either had to go to counseling or I had to go to outing. And so then I started hating her again. (laughs) So I chose I would go to outing, and then she thought she was smart, so she put me in counseling, too. So, I come to Alateen every week. Well, I try to come to Alateen every week. And it's just a great time to come. And John brings us pizza. <laughs> and um, it's just easier because we get to, I mean, we can say anything. And, like, we know that no one can judge us. Judge us. And... Our two wonderful sponsors, Crystal and John, they're just always there for us. And we know that if we ever need, like, a hug or anything, like, we can always go to them. Thank you guys, by the way. Hi, my name's Grayson. Hi, Grayson. We love you, Grayson. Lots and lots and lots and whole bunches. Um, and stuff, you know, are... So, my alcoholic's my dad. Um, so, I was born in Lexington. So, then my dad moved up here, and I thought it was my fault. And it was, like, really, really hard on me. So, then me and my mom, we moved to live with my grandma. And it was, like, the worst year of my life. Then I moved up here, and... 
I met my stepmom, and for the longest time I hated her, like forever. Then I realized that she wasn't that bad. (laughs) Then um, I started going to therapy, and it wasn't really helping. I was still angry and sad all the time. And my dad said, well, this isn't working, so you're going to Alateen. I don't care if you like it or not. (laughs) And Alateen has just made my life so much better. Like, I I can be having the worst week and go there and yell and make everything better. I'm done. Cheers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, I'm Nikki. Hi, We love you, Nikki. Lots and lots and lots and whoa bunches. Huh? And stuff. You know? So I'm going to start off. Um, I didn't know I was speaking today, so <laughs> this was a nice surprise. But I grew up in a small town, which I'm still in, called Charlestown in Indiana. It's pretty southern Indiana, and I drive like 30 minutes to go to an Alateen meeting. But it's worth it. <laughs> um, I, where I grew up in a small town, I didn't have a lot of friends growing up at first until I went to school because I lived in like a decently isolated enough place, so I mostly just grew up with family. Um, my mom is the main alcoholic in my life, but I have grown up around addicts. I have a cousin who overdosed on heroin about a year ago, and I just have a bunch of other crazy people in my life. Um, my mom's drinking got really bad, and from about ages 4 to, like, 10 or 11, I have memories, but I only remember the really, like, traumatic stuff, and it blends together, so it's really hard for me to remember exactly, like, what order stuff goes in. I remember, like, what happened, but I don't remember exactly when, so some stuff kind of gets pushed ahead or behind other stuff, but I do remember after my mom and my dad split, um, I got left alone at the house because I was with my mom most of the time because I thought my mom was the best person in the world, and that's how I wanted to be around. And so it was mostly just me at the house, and I'd be left alone for a super long time while she went out to do stuff. I always assumed she was just doing whatever adults do. In reality, she was out partying and doing a bunch of stuff she shouldn't have been doing with whoever her new boyfriend was. And so I grew up socially awkward, as I am now. <laughs> but... I just kind of didn't really know what to do, and so I raised myself a lot. I have two sisters. I have an older sister, but we have, like, an eight-year age gap, and she never got along well with my mom, so she wanted to go live with my dad. And it was always this huge argument over where me and my sister were going to be at, and it caused a lot of arguments. And so it took um, my mom to get two DUIs in, like, a week because... She's awesome like that, so she can do that. <laughs> but she like, <laughs> yeah, she's talented. She got two DUIs in a week, and so all that did was, like, add fire to the custody battle. And so the judge was like, all right, well, you're putting her in therapy for, like, the fourth time because I got really good at warding off therapists. 
or I had to go to Alateen. And I didn't know about this until one day I was at my dad's and my dad called me into the kitchen to talk about something and I was like, okay, whatever. So I went in there and he gave me this packet and he was like, all right, well, we're going to go to this thing and we're going to leave in about an hour. Here's some information about it. You know, it's a safe place. I went in my room and I got really mad. I tore up my newcomer's packet and threw it in the trash can. <laughs> that was my first experience with Alateen. <laughs> um, so my dad drove me kicking and screaming to an Alateen meeting and he walked me to the door for the first three months because he was scared that I would just sit in the hallway and not actually go in the room because I'm stubborn. So he walked me in there, and I sat there. And for my first month to two months to maybe three, I didn't talk. Um, I listened a little bit, but mostly I didn't talk. And if I did talk, I didn't add anything. I just kind of rephrased what other people had said. And so three months in the program, they dragged me to Comiac. And I was like, there is no way that my overprotective father is going to let me go with crazy people up into Indiana for a weekend. He said he thought it would be good for me, so I went. <laughs> and that's when it first clicked. Like, anything in the program, that's when it first clicked was my first comiac because I remember doing unconditional love, and I cried. I cried for hours. <laughs> it was the first time that I'd actually been able to, like, let everything out and understand. And so I've been in the program for almost three years and I mean it when I say this program has literally saved my life. I I found this program and was forced into it at a time when I was dealing with a really bad depression, a lot of anxiety, and I don't think I would be here if it wasn't for Alateen. And I have made the best friends of my life. I have friends that are 12 hours away that I've called bawling on the phone because of a relapse or just because I need someone. So I mean it when Alateen is literally the best thing ever. Hi, I'm Carol Ann. Hi, Carol Ann. We love you, Carol Ann. Lots and lots and lots and whole bunches um, and stuff, you know? Arrgh. Okay. I'm kind of, like, shaking because anxiety. Yay. So, um, to start myself off, um, I was born in Germany. Both of my parents were in the military, and I, I kind of started off as a little bit of an antisocial kid, probably on my father's side. Good thing, too. But uh, my alcoholic, I have actually have a couple. I've got some close family members, and then I have my uh, mother's ex-boyfriend. Um, he was probably the uh, worst or the most effective that I had. Um, it started when I was about eight. And uh, at the time, it was just me and my mom. And we were living in a small apartment. I'd come home after school. I had a small phone. And like for an hour after school, I was home alone. And then... If I needed her, I would call her if I needed with the little phone I had, a little flip phone. It was, it was cute. But, uh, uh, one day, uh, we had been, me and my mom had been sharing, uh, bunk beds for a while. And I liked to do this thing where you've got the, uh, 
the boards that are under the top bunk, I'd like to put my hands under there and like climb, climb, climb around like a little monkey because I'm weird. <laughs> and I found a pregnancy test, a positive pregnancy test. And I, later that day when my mom got home, I showed it to her and she talked to me and she said that she was pregnant with my now almost six-year-old little brother, Liam. He's adorable, by the way. <laughs> and uh, she said that we were going to move in with her new boyfriend, John. Um, and I didn't know what to think at first because I was like, oh, well, my parents got divorced when I was four and I haven't seen my mom in a relationship since then. And I was kind of nervous. And I had the right to be so. At first, everything was okay. It seemed like everything was fine. There wasn't any red flags. But after about a year or so, things went wrong. Um, we moved around a lot, mainly here in Bowling Green, actually. We lived here for four years, and we moved to about five or six different houses, all within different price ranges from, like, Nice two-story houses to trailers and small homes. Um, it was kind of crazy. And um, uh, I would remember that we'd always would go to, like, parties and stuff. because, uh, And I, I mean we. Uh, we went, my mom and her boyfriend would take me and my stepbrother, to these parties with them, and then her boyfriend would always get drunk and um, would do, like, crazy things, like, I, I don't even know. I can't even remember properly. It was crazy. I remember he almost blew up a freaking house with fireworks. That was not a good day. Um, and so that kind of about... And then when I had turned 12, things were really going bad. Um, by then, they kept fighting. I couldn't, my stepbrother was really mean to me. Um, he harassed, he sexually harassed me throughout a lot of the time when, that he lived with us because he was about a little under a year older than me. And so he was really mean to me, and whenever I tried to stick up for myself, my mom's boyfriend would step in and start yelling at me and saying that I was just a little liar or I was just wanting attention because I'm sad. I mean, it was, it was blah. <laughs> but, and so when I was about 12, it was about a month after we had moved again all the way to Tennessee. And I really hated that move because it meant I moved away from here and I had friends here, stuff like that. And I had been going to Alateen for maybe like six months by then. It wasn't that long, but I was really sad about it. And then a month afterwards, my mom and that said boyfriend broke up. And then we were stuck in Tennessee for about a year. And I absolutely hated it. Um, I was really depressed. I was suicidal. Um, I skipped school a lot because 
I just, I couldn't get myself out of bed in the mornings. And it was, it was really hard. And then we finally moved back into Kentucky with my uncle, who had a house here. And things started to look a bit better. I was really happy. I started going to Alateen again. And Alateen really helped with getting out of that depressed episode of mine that I had been in for a long time. I mean, uh, I wasn't, I didn't have an alcoholic anymore, but it was really nice to go in and say, hey, this kind of just has been how I'm feeling and stuff. And then people just kind of are like, okay, cool, we love you. And you're like, yay, people love me. And it feels great when you realize people love you. So with that, I would just like to say that Alateen has helped me a lot. And if it weren't for Alateen, um, I probably wouldn't be here. So thank you. <laughs> so, um, uh, so, is there any quick, I want to say thank you to everybody that spoke. And, um, is there any quick questions? Mike Wazowski? <laughs> what was, what's your favorite part of your meeting? Did my want to answer that? Huh? Favorite part, favorite part of your <laughs> My favorite part is also pizza. Um, birthday parties. Those are pretty fun. Cause you know, like, uh, last year I had a birthday party at Alateen. And, um, we had White Castle. We had cupcakes. We had ice cream. And we just talked and cried. So, any more questions? You in the back? is my question. <laughs> okay, Comiac is Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan, Indiana, Alateen Conference, and it happens the very last weekend of July, and it's where all the Alateen groups from all of those states, we all get together and have a big, like, conference like this is. In Unconditional Love, we do it Friday night and Saturday night, and it's where they take this room and they split everybody up there in half, and there's, like, a lot of people there. And then they turn all the lights off and they play really sad music. And you stand there in the dark like this and you close your eyes and then... The, I'll, I'll demonstrate it. Yeah. Okay. Close your eyes. <laughs> okay, okay. No sideways hugs, though. And everybody just comes up and hugs you and you don't know who it is. And everybody has to hug everybody. And, like, it's just unconditional love. And, like, when you're going through stuff and you feel like nobody loves you, like... You just get all this love from people that you, like, don't even know. And it's so emotional. And everybody's like, oh, I'm not going to cry. Even the boys cry. The boys cry more than the girls cry. (laughs) And, yeah, it's really awesome. Yeah. Any more questions? 
the back. How do you feel like allocating helps you talk to your alcoholics about the way you feel? Okay. Um, so I have a pretty complicated relationship with most of my family just because my mom is the most active active alcoholic, but it also, like, dry, I live with my grandma and my mom when I'm not with my dad, so it drives my grandma crazy, and she's still stuck in that stage where she, she tries to, like, control everything. So I think it helps when talking to my mom, though, because now instead of, like, arguing with her, like, yelling or trying to manipulate the situation, I can just be like, I can't control this and, like, I need to take time by myself because I can't deal with you right now because you're being crazy. Like, I'm <laughs> not in, like, a mean way, but I've just been, like, I can't deal with your issues and I can't make them better, so I don't know what you want me to do about it. Or, like, I'll tell her, remind, I won't tell her, but I'll remind her that we have, like, AA meetings whenever I'm at Alateine, so if she wants to go to one of those, that might help. You in the blue. Um, so for our group, it's more like, um, it's 12 and up, 12 to 20. Um, but, uh, for our group, we have, um, if you're like 10 or older, uh, it's between your, like, uh, how, what's the word? Maturity. Maturity. Thank you. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You in the black? Well, Caroline wants to say that, but one thing, just tell them that we have pizza. <laughs> yeah, definitely tell them we have pizza. We have food. That lures a lot of the kids, just say. But uh, usually what is, like, we got the starter packet, and we say that you should go to the meetings for six weeks, yes? And if you don't like it, you don't have to keep coming. And if you do, you're more than welcome to. Um, a lot of us actually, like, some of us are still dealing with our alcoholics and some of us are not. Even when you're not dealing with your alcoholic, you don't have to, like, when you're, even though you may not have an alcoholic anymore, you can still go to the meeting. Yes. Because it's, even if it's not for, like, maybe things that are going at home, you may be, like, stressed out or something like that, and it really helps. It's another outlet, and it really helps with kind of just letting go of stress and relaxing and laughing with friends. So there's your answer to that. Well, 
I think um, when we have less than two, we go to Al-Anon. Um, but mostly, uh, we don't have to really worry about that because our group, group is so large. Um, but if we do have that problem, all we just have to say to people is just keep coming back. Because it works if you, if you work it. And it sucks if you don't. So, Mama, do you have a question? Yes, we also have a combined meeting every three months um, at First Baptist Church on Thursdays um, to seven, seven to eight. And um, last meeting, the Alatins chaired, um, and we do, we usually do bake sales and stuff like that. And um, it kind of promotes other AAs and Alanons to bring their children. Um, to Alateen because it's like it just makes it better for us and for them. John? Oh, I'm sorry. Where? Oh, you're right there. I couldn't even see you. What? Yeah, um, does anybody want to do that, or do you want me to do it? Okay. So um, we usually encourage to get sponsors um, around our age group, but we also do it as a group. We usually work the steps as a group. Um, so, yeah. We love Jade, by the way. <laughs> That's a mic question. Yeah. Hello. I'm not going to introduce myself because I don't want the long thing. Uh, yeah. In order for you to sit in an Alateen meeting, you need to go through the training and have had been in Al-Anon for at least two years. Um, Alateen meetings are closed meetings for the kids and the sponsors only. Um, but if you'd like to talk to me after the meeting, I'd love to give you the, the background on what you need to do in order to become a sponsor, because we always need them. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. Hi. <laughs> in order for you to become an Alateen sponsor, the first thing you need to do is have a willing heart and love kids. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is you need to have been an Al-Anon member in active service for at least two years. Um, you need to be at least 21 years old, and you need to attend a training, which I can help you with because I do trainings all over the state. Uh, you have to have a background check, uh, which is done through the Office of the Courts. I was talking to a lady up front earlier. She was wondering, you know, yeah, hey, uh, you know, because when you, when you bring your kids to us, the first thing you see, <laughs> sorry about that, this is what God gave me. Uh, but, you know, and, and I get that. 
So, you know what? <laughs> what, you, what you laughing at? <laughs> and that's the other thing you have to be able to do is laugh at yourself and have a good time. Um, but, I mean, seriously, when parents bring their children to us the first time, they say, I'm going to put him in here with you. You know, we always explain to them that it's very important for them to know that, you know, I'm just not some random dude that came in off the street and I'm sitting in a meeting with your kids. I'm not. Uh, I've been an Alateen sponsor for almost 20 years. Uh, I've been the state coordinator. This is my last second term and last term as Alateen coordinator. So I will have been the area Alateen coordinator for six years. Um, I've been through numerous trainings and, you know, had background checks on a regular basis because we want you to know that your kids are safe. Um, and we have to be able to give them something as Al-Anon members, you know, so I go to Al-Anon, mem- Al-Anon meetings on a regular basis. Also, all you AAs out there that are kind of on the fence about sitting in Al-Anon meetings, you know what, if you go to Al-Anon and AA both, and you've been going to Al-Anon for two years, AA members, you can be Al-Teen sponsors. Did you know that? Bet you didn't know that. You can. And you know what, we welcome you guys as Al-Teen sponsors because you have experience, strength, and hope that Al-Anon members don't have. You don't get to share that AA experience in the meetings, but when we have kids that have questions about that stuff, guess what? You're an asset, and you have great hearts. So, you know, if you have questions throughout the rest of the day today and you want to ask me about Al-Anon sponsorship, I'd be happy to talk to you about it. Oh, and I'll be right out here pimping tickets. Okay, here comes my mother. Um, I am uh, blessed by being an Alateen sponsor, but I'm also her mom. Um, We have, in our group, uh, we're lucky to have a total of six certified sponsors. Um, Sponsorship, if you ask John, he'll tell you the same thing, is one of the most moving and important jobs that I think I've ever had. Um, Just to be there for the kids, I get calls, I get texts in between the meetings. Um, I try to attend when they have uh, ceremonies for awards that they have. Um, I love each one of these guys up here like my own, Uh, and so does John. And uh, so... Sponsorship, if you, it's something that you're interested in. I, I love, Mike, that you added that, that it is not solely an Al-Anon function. Um, it is moving and wonderful and, uh, and a really... These kids understand step one more than any of us ever will. They are completely powerless over alcohol. They live and breathe every day step one. Um, and to watch them and how they deal with that, it's, it's quite an awesome experience. So thank you, kids, for uh, letting me be a part of your group. Thank you, Come here, baby. She lived with us. Two minutes. I just wanted to say that Crystal to the group is like the mom of the group. She, she gives everybody rides if they need it. So. <laughs> and John brings pizza. <laughs> and drinks. And cupcakes. And ice cream. So, um, any last more questions? And we will close the meeting if there is any. If there isn't any. Okay. How are we going to do this? Circle up. Circle up? Okay.